At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we can. Government is the problem. Good evening and welcome to a conservative and liberal walk into a bar, your one-stop shop for moderate political awesomeness. My name is Matt and I'm a liberal. And my name's Tim and I'm a conservative. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we have, uh, I think we think an interesting show for you tonight. We're really excited about it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the debate, the 463rd debate of the Republican primary season occurred hmm. last night, Sands Trump. Uh, or it might have been the 7th. I don't actually know. It certainly seems like the 463rd. Talk a little bit about Kentucky's new budget that came out. Got some healthcare and Facebook nonsense to discuss, along with a few other things. Round of applause and our WTF moments for the week. Uh, we'll get to all that momentarily. But in the meantime, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. Um, yeah, just enjoyed a, a day sans baby and toddler and and wife and had the chance to work on my grad school stuff and yeah life is good how are you i'm well had a busy busyish week i feel like i i feel like i really busted my ass this week i, I don't know if i actually earned that or if i actually did bust my ass but i certainly i certainly feel that way <laughs> i'm really looking forward to going to bed tonight let's put it that way uh 9 15 on a friday night i'm single and i can't wait to go to sleep <laughs> nice yeah, I know, right? <laughs> My rockin' life. So, yeah, Kentucky's headed to Kansas tomorrow to play some basketball. That's gonna be fun. All week, know, all week long, hyped. it's been battle of the blue bloods. So, I don't, I don't, I, I think I felt like we were gonna get our asses kicked, but we've, uh, we've, we, we've shown up. We've, we've, we've represented the last, last few games. So maybe, maybe we got a shot tomorrow. It's gonna be tough playing in Kansas though. So, we don't exactly shine on the road. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, so that's about all we got. So uh, we'll just get a get a moving on uh, with the politics. There was a debate last night. Uh, Republicans went at it. The Donald did not show. Uh, he did not. No, he didn't. I, uh, you know, I and I don't know. I, you know, I mean, what what I don't even know if that's really worth talking about. I mean, you know, it. it first of all, I thought it was a brilliant move. To, you know what? I'm not going to show up your debate because I have a petty. I have a petty complaint with Megan Kelly and and uh, and and Fox but I'm gonna mask it in saying that I have to go to a thing for veterans um, the only way he could have he could have played that better was going you know what I'm gonna go feed the homeless uh, well I or, don't even think he tried to mask it as like oh I already had uh, this commitment or anything he just said you know I'm gonna do this other event screw you guys yeah, you th- no, I, I still don't think it was strictly because, I mean, not that, obviously, going and supporting veterans, if you really did raise the money and it does go to the veterans, that's uh, clearly a far, frankly, I think a far more worthy cause than, you know, getting into it with, with Fox News. But uh, I, I still think it's just because he was, it, it, it's a petty Trumpism. Uh, well, still the whole reason why he did it. Well, I didn't uh, say it wasn't. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, enough. I mean, he, he just, he, it, what his excuse wasn't that he already had an event. I mean, he, he threw together an event at the last minute instead of going to that debate because he just said it wasn't worth his time. You know who had an interesting thought about that uh, today was, uh, of all people, Don Rumsfeld, uh, who, who has an app. 
For some reason, Don Rum, Ron Rumsfeld has yeah, an Why app does he have phone. an app? I saw this. What I, What is I, the I, app? I, I didn't read that it, part. I, I, I forgot, honestly. I did read it, nice. and I'm, I'm trying not to look it up while we do these things. But he has an app. It does something that's totally innocuous. It's like it, it it's... I, I don't know. It, it's, it has nothing to do with politics, um, but it got him a spot on the like Today Show uh, and a whole bunch of other places. He's doing media rounds over it. But he said, you know, it, that it's obvious. He didn't really even get into the politics of it, even though they tried to drag him into it. He he said, you know, it's obvious that Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders are tapping into something. He said, you know, most politicians at the last minute are lucky to get a thousand people into an event. And he said, you look at what Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are doing. They can get 20,000 at the last minute. So obviously they're tapping into something. And I thought it was a very succinct, absolutely right on the money thought, uh, you know, because, I mean, look at what Trump was able to pull together at the last second last night. You know, do you, do you think really that many people at the last second would have shown up to watch Ted Cruz? No, I mean, absolutely. There's, we've talked about this. The American people are angry and frustrated at the direction that politics have gone, you know, and Trump and Sanders are, are tapping into that. Definitely. Uh, thoughts on the, on the debate itself? What uh, you, you, you saw it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I watched it and one, the whole, it felt pointless partially the entire time. Right. Because, the person who's winning by a lot wasn't even there. So, you know, there was a part of me that kind of like, well, who cares? Um, it started off really bumpy with a lot of the, the, you know, I want to, I want to speak. Can I speak? Can I say something now? And like the moderators trying to, you know, establish a certain either dominance or decorum, however you want to phrase it. Um, so that was awkward. Uh, other than that, I mean, no one really said anything new. You know, Bush was good. Uh, you know, a little stilted, but he always is. Uh, as always, he laid out some good, good points. Um, you know, just I thought he was good hitting back at Rubio um, on a couple of occasions, uh, particularly on the immigration thing. He uh, was, he was a nice little. And you know, Rubio probably got the worst as far as you know who got the worst of it. I would say probably Rubio. Uh, because it was, uh, it is obvious backtracking and backtalking and him trying to back down from what, what he did, uh, which, which I felt was a good thing what he did. You know, he was part of the, the gang of eight, you know, good for you, man, go get him. But he didn't, um, he didn't stand by it, which, which was annoying. So, yeah, it's a, a lot of what we talked about last week with the, you know, own, owning up to things, you know, yeah. um, so the, the, just the, don't, don't seem to be doing. The, the, the whole thing for me, for me, the whole thing was mostly annoying, except for, you know, Bush, who had, you know, has always put out some good ideas. Uh, the only part I really liked Rand Paul. I don't I don't know how much I did too, man. Rand really was. Yeah, he was on Rand was, point. Rand was interesting. He was. And, yeah. and touch, you know, and this can, you know, touches into Kentucky politics a little bit. Have you, have you heard that Lexington's. Beloved Mayor Jim Gray is uh, going to run for Senate against Rand Paul. I have, and I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, how what what kind of of just how how amazing would it be if after all of this mess with Kim Davis, if Kentucky were to elect a gay senator? 
I mean, seriously. I mean, just the, that would the, be pretty the absolute funny. turnaround. Um, I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. No, um, that would be that and, would be quite a switch to for us to now elect an openly gay, gay, uh, gay. Senator. But I mean, from everything that I've read, he's very well respected. Everybody likes him. Everybody he's, loves um, Greg. Probably not. Probably not everybody. But yeah. I mean, he is he is very Everyone well liked Lexington. within Lexington. <laughs> pretty much. So the question is. How can he play outside of Lexington? Now, the point that I would make is that he's from Glasgow. So yeah. he does at least have some familiarity with that part of the state. You mm-hmm. know, So he may well uh, you know, have been able to do it. And I think that there's an argument to be made. I, I may lie, I, and I do. There are things that I think Rand Paul brings to the table that are interesting. I don't think he's presidential material, and I certainly wouldn't vote for him just based on his stance on a couple of different issues. But he does bring interesting points on yeah. an, on a national level. The reason yes. that I don't like him being Kentucky senator is, frankly, I think he's made it pretty clear he just doesn't really give a shit about Kentucky in and of itself. Um, and I don't know that I would say the same thing for Mitch McConnell. I don't really care for Mitch McConnell. I don't like his politics and I don't really agree with him, but I think that somewhere in there, I do think that McConnell thinks he's doing the right thing for Kentucky. And I don't get that from Rand Paul at all. Uh, man, I guess I couldn't really speak to that. I, I don't really know. I never really understood how Rand Paul was from Kentucky. That was always weird to me because I always associated him with his dad who was from Texas. So I didn't really, and I've actually never in, research that so i have no idea i don't know what his connection to kentucky is uh but i I guess that's probably a fair complaint i never i've never liked Rand paul because he always seemed like a jerk um and but most of my experience of Rand paul has been him and the whole repealing obamacare thing right uh and he always seemed just kind of obstructionist and i I didn't like him um and so i if you know this if this had been this whole thing with jim gray had been a year ago I, my vote would have been automatically for Jim Gray because I, I did not like Rand Paul at all. But after this whole Republican nomination process, I I kind of like Rand Paul a lot. You know, I disagree with some of his things, but he is a legit fiscal conservative, which I respect and like. And he, he sticks by his guns, you know. So hopefully, and and he seemed a lot nicer on the campaign trail than he has generally seemed. Um, so, you know, if he's going to keep that up and maintain that in the Senate, well, I don't know. I think he's I think at this point he's he's got my vote, you know, and we'll we'll see what happens in the rest of the race. So, regardless, I liked him in this debate. He was he was the one bright shining spot for me. Uh, Bush said something really interesting with this poison pill thing, but I'm saving that for my WTF. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I am trying to avoid looking things up while we're on the show, but I, I, you know, I, I will give Rand this. He, he is not quite the, he doesn't quite have the same carpetbagger sort of appearance that Matt Bevan does in the, in the fact that he moved to Bowling Green immediately after completing his residency in ophthalmology. Uh, so which why do you always call Matt Bevan a carpetbagger? We went over this. He's lived in Kentucky for forever. I don't know. This guy still feels like it. I he just feels like it. I've said nice things about him. He does. He just feels like one. He feels like it. He really does. Jeez. Well, and then, did, I mean, did you hear? You heard what he did last weekend, right? Did you no. hear about this? No. What did he, he do? De- he declares. Uh, he declared a state of emergency in the state of Kentucky. Kentucky got pretty well railroaded last week by the by the weather, right? They, right. I mean, f- a foot of snow all over the place. Big deal. 
This goes down on Friday. He declares a state of emergency. And then he left. Got on a plane and flew to New Hampshire for a fundraiser on Saturday. And then flew right back the same day? I, that, that much I don't know. But don't leave. That's ridiculous. The other, All of the other governors that were running for president, Chris Christie... Uh, and Kasich, they, their, their states got hit by the storm too. They had states of emergency declared and they left. They didn't, they, they're running for president and they took off and went back to their home states to manage things. Bevan just went to raise money and declared a state, again, declared a state of emergency and then took off Uh, a bad form, poor form, bad form. And that should have been my WTF moment for the week, but I forgot about it until right at this moment. We're going to talk about Bevan and. We're going to talk about what can he do actually in Kentucky that he can't do from New Hampshire. Well, but it's a but it's you know you talk about purely an appearance thing. Just basic. It is an appearance. Yes, it is in a way an appearance thing, and I think it it just it gives the wrong. uh, It it gives puts out the wrong vibe. It's the wrong impression, and it's not to me. It's not a. It's just unprofessional to me, and it's a mark against him in my mind. I, I don't live in Kentucky. I can't vote for the man. I wouldn't have voted for him if he was. But I have said some nice things about him on this show. That's one thing that I did not uh, I did not appreciate. <laughs> Sorry. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I I just I, th- I thought it was poor form. Yeah. Let me put it that way. So. I, I mean, I guess, I guess um, I can get the the appearance thing. I don't know. I don't I don't think it was that big a deal. But I I'd heard that, and I heard some other people getting upset about it. So. Yeah. Well, what, we'll talk about that. You watched ben the debate. What did you think? I mean, was this I, some big I, thing for you? Well, I have a few. I mean, I've obviously got some thoughts on it. Here's one thing that I would point out, which is that if Fox News wanted to get their ratings up over this thing after everything, make it a little easier for those of us that don't have cable to watch the debate as much as they said they were going to that it would be available on their website. The stream on the website was was very flaky. They said I could watch it on YouTube. Couldn't find it on YouTube. Uh, couldn't find it on their app on my streaming device for my TV, which they said it would be available there. It wasn't working there. It wasn't even listed. Uh, and then it wasn't listed on YouTube on my YouTube app either. The only thing that I could find it on was on my uh, was a a pirated live stream on YouTube that Fox News did manage to. They couldn't get their own live stream going, but they did manage to shut this guy's down about an hour into it. Um, so I had to watch this sort of choppy thing online that just wasn't coming through very well. Um, so and no, there's nothing wrong with my internet connection; it's working fine. So uh, you know that they 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 lost some points with me on that. Um, I mean, overall, I you know what I liked the there were things about it that I liked. They seemed to talk more policy without Trump around. That was the one thing that I noticed. Um, hmm. I did not notice that. And, Really, I mean, there was there were, I have there not had the same some... policy issues though that you you've had. This was this has been a recurring thing for you with the Republican debates that you felt like they've been lacking in policy, and I have not noticed that. So to me, this one just seemed kind of the same. Really? Well, I yeah. I actually thought this one seemed a bit more substantive in places, and really digging into some of the things that that other that all the candidates have talked about in the past, and then what they talk about now. I was really impressed with Megyn Kelly. <laughs> Uh, she actually will talk about her later, but I, I, I thought the moderators at times really did a great job and, and, and did put their foot down. You know, they didn't capitulate when people were sort of breaking in and, uh, you know, trying to do that. Well, he mentioned me and, and we're going to talk about this and no, 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 you're going to let me whatever. 
And then Cruz had his phenomenal moment of, if you ask one more mean question, I'm going to leave thing. That was, that was, that was cute. You might as well just, I don't, I don't know, just stood there and call him big fat meanie heads. Um, wait, no, wait, he was kidding. He was making fun of Trump. Are you sure? Yeah, that's why everyone laughed. But he was also pointing out, he did that immediately after pointing out that they were leading off questions by saying Ted Cruz said this. Right, which he was serious on that, and then, which was dumb. I don't, you know, hey, you're the front, you're, you're suddenly the front runner, so enjoy right, it. you're the front runner in the room. But then, too, he was trying to then kind of make a joke about it. So, yeah. You sure? I don't know that I, I agree with that. All right. Well, maybe I, guess, I just maybe I maybe I just don't like Ted Cruz. Yeah, I think you just don't like Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's I think that's fair. Um, uh, so, uh, well, but he's uh, he's had his he's had his own history of saying you know petty things at times. So I'm you know I don't know. Um, I I mean I think for the most part you're right. I I think they really didn't necessarily say anything new. I I I thought Kasich again had another night where he improved. Um, he early on, I thought Kasich seemed a little weak in the debate format. Yeah, well, he and, had that and, one where he was really whiny and he tripped interrupting people, and yeah, yeah. But yeah the and, last two, he's done good. And he really, you know, he really focused on his ability to. Last night, he's really, and even in the last one, he's really focused on not calling out the other people on stage, on on pushing people that pushing the idea that we need to work together. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, he, he said that several times last night, we're not going to accomplish anything if we can't find ways to work together. And which is obviously something I'm, I'm very big on and I really liked, uh, and not something any of the other, uh, the other guys were really talking. Bush does a little bit, but, um, you know, again, I thought Bush together a bit. Yeah. No, they all talk about work. No, I, I think the Republicans have talked a lot about the need to work together and, and find solutions to our problems and, get all the smartest people in the room. I feel like that's a constant theme. Man, you and I are not watching the same television. Apparently not. But yeah, we bring that. They bring that stuff up all the time. Then why do they spend half their time bashing progressives? They spend half their time bashing Hillary Clinton and Obama. <laughs> but no, they, they spend also, a fair amount of time. They, they, fair spend amount of, they spend a fair amount of time bashing what they refer to as the liberal ideology. I mean, we went over that a couple weeks well, ago. Well, yeah, well, sure they do. But I mean, d- Democrats do the same thing. They bash the Republican ideology, but there's still this idea that we have to work together. We have to bring the, you know, especially when they've talked about the technical, com- the tech companies. You know, we need to bring them in to help us to understand how to do these things. Um, no, I'm not talking about to work that. together. That's, to that's, make that's things a different happen. thing. Working. No, 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 no. Working with business and, and stuff like that. That's a different thing. I'm talking about in a, in a political sense. I think Kasich hits that note better than anybody else on that stage. He does. There's and, no doubt about that. He hits it better, but I'm just saying it's, and I think he hits it more concept. often. I haven't noticed it from really from anybody else, but him and a little bit occasionally from Bush. Um, or maybe it's that if I hear Ted Cruz talk about working with people, I'm going to roll my eyes because, mm. you know, Ted Cruz has proven that he doesn't work and play well with others pretty well. Which he kind of uh, bragged about the, yesterday, really. Yeah, he did on several occasions. Did yeah. you see the thing at the end of the, the thing about the end at the end of the debate? They had footage of uh, sort of after the cameras had cut, and all the all the candidates are meandering about, and they're you know doing the obligatory. We really like each other 
thing and, and shaking hands, except with him. Poor Ted was like trying to weasel his way into conversations and nobody was talking to him. Like <laughs> they were all pretty much ignoring Ted completely. Oh, uh, really? I didn't, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. There's yeah. two, there's uh, two things I do want to ask you about. One is they, they brought up two Hillary Clinton, two Hillary Clinton things, right? Sure. One Libya. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that whatever the world tried to do in Lydia did not work. Right. I feel like this is a pretty clear failure on behalf of the U.S. and the world. Now, less of a failure in the sense that, hey, we didn't spend billions of dollars and get a bunch of our people killed. But obviously what we what we did do didn't work by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and yet Hillary Clinton has kind of doubled down on the idea that this was a very effective use of the United States smart power. Any thoughts on that? Because this, this, was, this was brought up by, I think, Christy, I think. That may have been one of the... I, I, I don't remember this part of the debate at all from last night, but bear in mind that my ability to watch it was, was a bit hampered, so it must right. have been part that I missed. Um, I mean, I, I my understanding of everything that happened in Libya was just basically a, a giant cluster that the whole thing kind of blew up in everybody's face. Um, but you know, you're dealing with somebody like Gaddafi or Gaddafi. Is it Gaddafi or Gaddafi? I don't, I don't know. remember which one it's Momar. Um, you're dealing with Momar and, uh, uh, he, I mean, he was crazy. Just, I mean, the guy was nuts End of story. And I, I think it's difficult to predict how crazy people are going to act in circumstances like that. And, and so I, I think on one hand it's, it's, it's pushing it for her to double down on it and to say that, yeah, I mean, if she, I haven't heard her do that, but if that's what she's doing, no, she doesn't have any business doubling down on that. Um, but at the same time, I, I would love to hear what someone else would have done short of sending troops in, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, you're acting as though you can control someone who is pretty well documented as, as being a crazy person. Well, that, finally, I think that's the thing is that we had you know, basic, like he had done everything that we asked him to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the civil war broke out and we supported through NATO, right. We supported the rebels. So this guy who had done everything that we told him to do, we then supported getting rid of them, right? And now it's right. a war-torn, failed state. Blah blah blah. blah. Now, I, and but at the same time, I mean, does it, yeah, but does that sound familiar? I mean, we we have a crazy person, dictator, somebody rebels. We support the rebels. The rebels kick out the dictator, and now all of a sudden it's a war-torn state. I, I that sounds to me like a very typical. That sounds like a that sounds like an American foreign policy experience from the last fifteen years. Uh huh. But this isn't a matter of. But it, yeah, the idea though is that okay, this woman is running on. I was the Secretary of State. I know what I'm doing. I got this foreign policy. That's my thing. What Libya? Yeah, it went great. Wait, what? What do you mean it went great? Yeah. No, I'm not, look. I, I I agree. No, I don't yeah. think it went great. I think that's at all. I think that would, and then number two. But I think the thing about it is, is that it's not. My point is, is that I don't 
know that one, I, you certainly can't say it went great, but two, you can't say that one Republican, anybody would have done any differently. And two, you certainly can't say that that was handled any differently than we've handled a dozen other dictators. Well, yes, I think I can I definitely say. it doesn't say, show like it's any change. I definitely can say it was handled differently. And I'm not saying handled differently in the sort of way of like, well, we should have sent boots on the ground. I mean, I said that in the very first part. Like, this was this was the famous lead from behind. I mean, that that's what this was. That, this, that's Libya. That's the famous, we're going to lead from behind. And a lot of people gave Obama flack for that. Uh, but, you know, he let the rest of the world kind of take the lead. He put some money into it, but he kept us from, you know, a lot of our guys dying and that sort of stuff. So it was very different in the way it was handled uh, than a lot of the stuff we've done. Because we, we kind of tried to stay back. Um, so but I think we it was still monetarily, But we still monetarily supported the rebellion that overturned him. We didn't support him with troops. But we did support them, didn't we? Get we didn't we get them weapons? Oh, I'm we sure. Did, I'm right? sure we did. Well, yeah. as as I part mean, of we, NATO, we got them Absolutely. weapons. We supported, yeah, and we supported we, we them monetarily. Some. But it, but um, it was definitely, I think, handled very differently from before. And I'm not even critiquing well, them for it. I'm not even not saying really. that was horrible. All the only thing I'm critiquing is Hillary and her and the doubling down. That's all I'm doing. Well, and I'm and, and again, I'm I'm t- what the one thing that I'm telling you is that I haven't read okay. that her statements on it yet. So that's something I need to look up. But I would say that no, if she's going around and saying that that's a reason to you know that yeah that went great. Well, then I think she needs to go back and read up on it again because yeah. I don't think it went all that great. Exactly. You know, I no, I'm I'm in total agreement. Okay. Now uh, number two, it, let me ask you let me ask you a second thing. I know okay. the email thing has come up every time. Uh, and it comes up in every Republican debate, so of course it comes up on our show. Did you see what <laughs> did you see what just happened with the twenty two we top secret emails? Gonna well we'll cross that off the quick hits list tonight. That's not gonna get talked about later since you brought it up now. Sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, my plan out the water. So um, crap. Um, I Tim, it hasn't changed my opinion. My opinion stands. I've read about it. My opinion is exactly as it has been. Um, so she because now it's clear that she mishandled top secret documents. Well, right. That's she what it says, okay. right? First, that's what the state. Well, the State Department is saying that yes, there were there twenty two top secret email that t- emails that they are now classifying as top secret. There are also emails that that she's pushed to have released. She's pushed to have every single one of them released to the public. So we don't know what's in them. There's no way to know. And I still think that the final word on this is going to come from the FBI. If she gets charged, then she's not fit to hold office. If she doesn't get charged, I don't think that that screwing up with with understanding of technology, which I think that that's what this was. I think this was a misunderstanding, a bad misunderstanding, but still a misunderstanding of technology. And I don't think that shows an unfitness for the office. I don't. I don't know if it's an unfitness, but it's definitely a strike against. I mean, especially considering that a major debate right now is how to handle technology and the intelligence networks. If you can't even figure out your email, how are you going to figure out that one? Understanding email in and of itself and understanding the nuances of cybersecurity are completely different animals. 
And the fact that we have a politician who doesn't understand the nuances of cybersecurity does not surprise me in any way, shape, or form. I think that she misplaced her trust in the people that she worked with. Because again, I don't think that she deliberately made a decision to hide things from the State Department. Well, now let me, all right, well, let me ask you this. You say if the FBI finds her that she is did that then okay then she's unfit to hold office so what happens if the fbi finds this out six months after she's been elected i think the fbi needs to step on it and finish their damn investigation i think that's a dangerous we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but, but at the same it, time the Democratic Party she's not being in, she's not being investigated right now when the fbi comes out and says we are investigating hillary clinton then that's a problem but they haven't said that, and they've had quite a lot of time to come out and say it. All right. Fair enough. All right. They're not investigating Hillary personally. Okay. So right now, the idea that she could even be charged doesn't hold any water. Because you got to be investigated before you can be charged with anything. Okay. So once that comes out, then, you know, okay. I'm perfectly willing to listen to it. But it could be a mark against her, Yes. I haven't made a decision whether or not I'm going to vote for whether or not I'm a going to participate in the Democratic primary. That's one I haven't made a decision on because, as you know, I'm registered independent. Well, at two, least give Martin O'Malley a vote. <laughs> two, I, right? We need to show the poor guy some love. Show the little um, guy some. If he's still on the ballot by the time he gets to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's point number one. Point number two, I can participate in either... Uh, in either primary. Oh, and I got to tell you, if twist. it's coming back, if it's coming down, look, if it's coming down to Trump versus like, let's say Kasich has a good showing in New Hampshire. Come on. How, you know, what and, and he manages and to take that. Join forces. Come on. I feel like if, yeah. if one of them would just drop out and be the vice president for the other, boom. I think that you, could, I, you would see the establishment rally around, but they won't do it. I think you're right. But... Yeah, because look, here's what I'm telling you is that this could come down to the reason. The other reason that I I am hesitant to make any decisions on Hillary Clinton right now is because where my vote goes all depends on where we are when the when the election gets here, and I don't know where it's going to be. Yeah, because there's a lot of different places that it could be. Because it could be that it's down to the wire with Hillary and Bernie. It could also be that it's down to the wire between say, you know, let's, let's play it out. What I was about to say, which is that say Kasich and Trump Kasich has a good showing in New Hampshire. And then he takes that momentum and pushes into South Carolina and manages to say, do second or third in South Carolina too. Well, then all of a sudden he's really taken off, which, I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but he is in better shape now than in New Hampshire than Huntsman ever was. Oh yeah. And he's got, he has, I, I still think he's got possibilities. I haven't given up on him just yet. So if it's down to Kasich and Trump on the Republican side, and it's close by the time it gets to North Carolina, which is late, we have a late primary here, then I'm voting in the Republican primary. And I'm mm-hmm. going to vote for Kasich. Mm-hmm. Because, and so it doesn't, what the Democrats do doesn't matter to me at that stage. Because honestly, if we had President Bernie or President Hillary, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be okay, you know, more than likely. Um, so that potential need is satisfied. One of those two. But if it's, you know, if, if Trump's run away with it 
on the Republican side and it's down to Hillary and Bernie and the FBI has decided they're going to investigate Hillary. Well, then I got to go vote for Bernie, don't I? Okay. Or the FBI hasn't done anything. And then I actually have to sit down and make a decision between Bernie and Hillary, which that's when the plot really thickens, doesn't it? Well, I look forward to being a part of your decision-making process. And you will be because we're going to be doing this once a week. So there we are. <laughs> this wait. is not. This is. It's not like this is going to be a secret. But that's why. I, again, I'm not being dismissive of it because I don't think it's an entirely big deal. I think based on the information that we have right now, it's not time for me to make a decision. Okay. And I want to see how this thing plays out. I think that there's maybe maybe there is more that we don't know. Um, uh, but maybe there's not, you know, this could just be another one of those political scandals. Uh, but then I do, again, I've said this a hundred times. I do have some understanding of just what that under that, what that gap in understanding technology means to people of Hillary's generation. And so it's hard for me to really criticize her for it until I know that she deliberately did something wrong. Then we'll see. So, you know, again, to be, to be continued. So fair enough. I, well, that's all yeah, I had so. for the Republican debate. Really? Those, those are the only, the, the most interesting things for me was what are those two things they said about Hillary Clinton. Fair enough. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much all I got too. So we'll move on. We're going to talk about Kentucky's budget now. Uh, we, uh, for, for the uninitiated, Tim and I are both, uh, uh, Born and raised Kentuckians. Well, Tim wasn't born there, but you know we were raised as Kentuckians. Kentucky baptized is our there. home state. Uh, you were baptized there, exactly. Baptized you know, in we Kentucky. were both. We were both baptized in Kentucky. We were. That's a great way to put it. So uh, we will be discussing in depth uh, Kentucky politics on a semi regular basis around here uh, tonight. Uh, Governor Matt Bevin released uh, his first budget that would cover the next two fiscal years in the state of Kentucky, uh, pending approval by the House and Senate, and it has made some noise nationally. Uh, he proposed $650 million in cuts uh, across the board. Uh, the one that has gotten people's attention uh, for the most part, uh, he says his top priority uh, is to, this is not what's gotten the attention, but just some quick hits from it. Uh, his top priority is more money for the pension system across the state, which is a mess uh, in Kentucky. He is trying to fix that. Um the uh, he's working to keep funding for uh, per pupil K through 12 funding, social workers, public safety. So I, I if he is indeed trying to to pull that off, as it seems he is, I appreciate that. Uh, now, the thing that is really getting people's attention uh, at the moment is his push in education. What he is trying to push Kentucky's universities to do is to steer people towards engineering degrees, science degrees, physics degrees, things of that nature, uh, and steer them away from what he, what he refers to, uh, as, uh, subsidizing liberal arts and things of that nature. His quote on the matter was there will be more incentives to electrical engineers than French literature majors. There just will. All the people in the world that want to study French literature can do so. They are just not going to be subsidized by the taxpayer. Now, French literature professors the world over are furious, <laughs> including the ones, including the ones at UK. You laugh, but they have been contacted. I know. Uh, I read. I read the op-ed in the Herald Leader <laughs> by the French literature are, professor. They are not happy. 
according to uh, according to Governor Bevan, the billion dollars of taxpayer money that is being allocated to post-secondary education is going to be allocated based on outcomes. Period. I have a liberal arts degree. <laughs> so, As do I. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to hold off on, on my comments just for a moment. I want to hear yours. What, what do you think? Man, well, I, I think that I, 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 someone once, I once heard someone refer to the, the university cartels and what they've done to education and the way they're driving off the cost of education. And uh, so they're the ones that have put, the universities themselves are the ones that have put us in this position. Um, and so now the governor is having to make hard choices about where where are we going to put the money. Uh, and then you've got, on the other hand, you've also got uh, job like the fact the the issue one of the issues going on with our unemployment rate right now is that great unemployment's low, uh, but at the same time wages are stagnant. Uh, but also a major factor is that the people who are out there looking for jobs don't match what the employers are looking for, right? And so this is one this is an issue that Bevan is trying to fix. He's trying to push people to get educated for the jobs that are out there. And the jobs that are out there are much more electrical engineering sorts of jobs than the sorts of jobs that uh, say hypothetically a French literature major would be applying for. So I, you know, maybe he could have said it in a more diplomatic sort of tone, uh, but I, I think it's I think it's a good thing what he's doing, and that's speaking as a classics major with a minor in philosophy. I would also point out that Matt Bevan himself was speaking as a an East Asian studies major. Well, okay, you know, I saw that. I saw <laughs> from that a pri- from a private liberal arts college. I, I saw so. that, and I and there is a different. And I don't, I don't even know if um, you you can say. I don't that even know what East Asian sort of studies music, majors. Study, but that's a lot so. different from a French literature major. You know, East Asia. That's like saying that someone who studies, you know, Arabic culture is studying something useless. Well, that's crap because we're. I mean. Hi, you've just got in your career in the diplomatic corps, you know? Easy easy there, Trigger. I did not say useless. The East Asia, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, people are equivalating his East Asia degree with my Latin degree. My Latin degree is useless. His East Asian degree has real serious international marketing usefulness. Um, that that was all I was saying. Like making saying that that's the same as the French lyric. That's I think they're very different. I I, I think it's more amusing that it came from a liberal arts college. Yeah, I will. And that's I, true. I do think that, and it's really. I was really just. I think it's funny. That's all. And by the way, I'll see your useless Latin degree and raise you a useless film degree. So. Um, Man, I honestly think um, I'm more useless. I really feel like, I mean, there is nothing, ooh. there is nothing that can be done with this Latin degree. And honestly, we and I do can a whole show on what's more useless, my film degree. I know. Degree. <laughs> well, and I can simply like, while I do say that, like he should have phrased it differently, maybe in, in order not to piss people off at the same time, I do get where he's coming from. Cause I've been pretty flippant <laughs> about the usefulness of my Latin degree. Um, with with students and and with parents and such, so 
I, I do understand where he's coming from a little bit as far as maybe being a little flippant about it. Uh, but I, I, I don't question him. I think it's great. Good job. Exactly the sort of things that needs to be done. Snaps. Um, if I was going to have an issue, my issue would be the amount of money that is getting put into the pension funds. Uh, you know, I, I get that if we, all right, we've made commitments. We have to stand by those commitments. Fine. But I, I think that any putting more money into the pension fund has to be matched with, and that is the end of pensions. No one else that the state of Kentucky hires, teacher, public servant, whatever, is going to get a pension. You are, you are getting a 401k, IRA, something along those lines, and you've got to live with that the same way that every other hardworking member of society does. Just because you happen to get to work for the government doesn't mean that you get to get your pension no matter what at taxpayer expense. Boy, there's a whole lot of hypocrisy going down. You're talking to a government employee with a pension. Yeah, I know. I know. As the son of the man who is living (laughs) off of pension plans, I know. But that's, I mean, and that is one of the big things I liked about Bevan is what he, he, he spoke against pensions. Pensions put a ridiculous strain on on the youth, um, and and it's it's wholly unfair. And I, I hope that he is going to work to strike it down. So fair. Well, I'm I'm about to infuriate all of my liberal friends. I didn't really. I don't really have that many friends anyway. So I, I, you know, a couple. I, you know, it'll, be, it'll be it'll 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 be, it'll be fine. They'll, they'll boot me out of the, the little the little filmmakers club anyway, <laughs> pretty quick for what I'm about to say. But the fact of the matter is, is that I, I see where he's coming from. Um, you know, again, as somebody who was sort of sold that dream of, you know, uh, go uh, be what you want. You know, you don't need to think about anyone but yourself and coming very much from the 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 me generation. Um, you know, it, it just I, I'm, I'm sorry, I question it, you know, I mean, and I, and I did go to a I did go to a private school um, uh, and I, I have the same sort of atrocious debt that a, a good chunk of my generation does. And and for what, you know, is is my question. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that my objections are more philosophical to a certain extent. I've long said that one of the things that that we have uh, lost in this country is our ability to we don't make anything. America doesn't produce anything. You know, I, yeah. I, I look back at our, our grandparents generation and, uh, you know, they they went and they fought. You know, they went and they fought Hitler for heaven's sakes and they stayed home and they made planes and they made bombs and then they came back and they made they built the interstate highway system and they uh, made steel and 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 just built from the ground up a lot of the things that we enjoy. You know, my generation, we went to war in Iraq twice, uh, went to Afghanistan and we stayed home and made Facebook. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I, and I don't think that, I think that we have lost something in that. And uh, the more people, the more people that we, the more that we can start to encourage people now to pursue things that allow us to, to start building again. And also to fit, fill, fit the, fix the problems that are, that are in front of us right now. It's like you said, we had, there are so many job openings that nobody qualifies for. And this has been a problem for years. Uh, and it doesn't, you know, it, you see unemployment rates dropping, but 
you know, there are just there are so many open jobs that employers can't fill because we don't have any kind of training um, for it. And, uh, you know, it's not uh, we just it's not there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that he's willing to uh, he's not saying that you can't study French literature. He's just saying that the stuff that, that the state is going to start pouring more money into is these other programs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Agreed. Um, and I, and I, de- I disagree wholeheartedly with what the Democratic Speaker of the House in Kentucky, Greg Stumbo, said, which is that, uh, the, uh, that it's not right for the government to tell people what they should study. Nobody's telling people what they should study by any stretch of the imagination. He's just saying that this is what at state universities, this is what we're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think there's a problem with that. And I actually do think it's a good thing. It's a problem that needs to be to a certain extent addressed. Agreed. Um, and you know, and, and that's it. Goodbye to all my liberal filmmaking friends. <laughs> Deuces. Well, and yes. I, and I think you Later. see in, in the comments of, of Stumbo, uh, you see, you know what the Democrats are always accusing Republicans of of overstating. You know we do we're doing this all the time with Obama and the military, right? He's gutting the military. Well, wait a minute. No, no, he's not. We're so weak. You know, yeah. Like, wait, what? We're, he just passed a. He's just he's pushing a trillion dollar upgrade to our nuclear weapons program. How is he? What? Um, and you see that with Stumbo where like, and where you're just in there, like Bevan specifically said, <laughs> you can study whatever you want. We're just not necessarily going to pay for it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. which, which is, I thank you for being a little bit more careful with the money that I'm pumping into your state. I'm actually not pumping hardly anything into the state right now, but I, no, will. I was going to say right now, I will yeah, at exactly. some point Someday <laughs> be a productive member of society and, and pay taxes. <laughs> oh mercy! Um, so yeah. Uh, well, let's go and do our let's let's go and do our round of applauses for the week. Uh, the segment of the show where we give somebody props for doing good. Uh, who'd you got this week? Man, I, I wanted to give Rand, Rand Paul uh, for for everything that I've that I've already said. I, I I have completely I have completely changed my mind about Rand Paul. Uh, I went into the presidential, the presidential nomination process, utterly disliking him, and have done a complete 180 to where I not only respect him but I I like the guy, and so yeah, a big solid round of applause to Rand. Totally fair. Uh, yeah, I I mean I don't I don't know that I I mean I enjoyed his performance. I don't know that I had quite the same. Change of heart. The guy still makes me a little nervous um, about where I was with him beforehand. But he did have a good showing. So uh, my round of applause this week goes to Megan Kelly, who I thought was fantastic last night. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm still pretty sure I think she might be a wretched human being, but I'm, I'm not positive about that. I, I read a lot of different uh, things about her. Uh, and she does say she does an awful lot of like race baiting and, and very Fox newsy sorts of things for the most part. But last night, man, she, she brought pictures. She was like holding up like, you know, videos of, of stuff that they had said and then really holding, uh, Cruz and Rubio and, and, and really anybody that any chance that she could to, why did you change your position? No, this is what you said. Stop trying to twist it. 
that's what you said. And I thought she did great with it. I was really impressed. Uh, you know, um, and I, uh, I, I think I get why Donald was probably afraid of her. We'll forget. Yeah, that, can you, you imagine know, what they would have, the videos of, of Trump they would have showed? <laughs> My God. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, but she was really all over him last night. Good on her. I, I thought she did a good job. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like showing the videos because that is one thing that's been annoying. Like they they talk and say, and Christy called them out on it. I liked what Christy had to say uh, about that. You know, just I don't know. You know, is, is his usual phrase of I don't know about the rest of it, you know the rest of the American people, but I'm over here just you know just completely baffled by. It. But but you said it's on the video. How can you now turn around and claim that you weren't saying it when we just watched it? Uh, I mean. A little hypocritical from Christy, considering that just last week we were talking about him flip flopping some. Uh, but yeah, so good, good job on on Miss Kelly for doing that, and she's been pretty classy about the whole the whole Trump thing. Uh, you know, any time that I have this vague thought where, well, maybe Trump wouldn't be so bad, I, I remember all of the crap that he has said about women and different races, and and it just reminds me that uh, he's pretty disgusting. So. Yeah, and, and doing what he is, I mean, which is basically press manipulation, you know. Um, and again, it's we've talked about this. It's the kind of thing that <laughs> that is the kind of thing that goes on in socialist countries, and it's not cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to figure that it's going to certainly be the sort of thing that uh, we should come to expect from a President Trump. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyhow, um, we had uh, you had a a what I thought was a very touching uh, post on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, this week about uh, the birth of your daughter and what the Affordable Care Act provided you from a standpoint of, be- of simply being able to consider having a second child. I thought it was a lovely thing. Um, and there was a, there was, there was, there was an interesting conversation that followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't get into terrible specifics, but we'll, we'll talk more about the, the Facebook side of things here in a minute. But uh, one of the things that, that has come up a lot in the last little bit is, is the future of the Affordable Care Act. Uh, you had during the Democratic debate, you had Hillary, you've had Hillary saying basically a stay the course argument uh, with Bernie Sanders uh, coming around and saying, no, this is a revolutionary time and we're going to change things and, and implying that to a certain extent he might consider starting from scratch on health care reform. Um, and then uh, on the Republican side, obviously, there's the repeal and replace and, uh, you know, th- uh, all of that mess uh, that goes on. Things that I noticed out of, and we talked about this, things that I noticed out of uh, Ted Cruz last night was that he, in after following his normal fiery go-away Obamacare rhetoric, he did point out some things that I think did not get addressed by the Affordable Care Act. One of them is opening up uh, across state lines uh, the market so that you have a true 50-state market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, for me, I think that's one of the things that the Affordable Care Act got wrong. Your friend pointed out that the Affordable Care Act was, in a way, similar to a plan that Bush, George W. Bush, proposed in 2007 uh, and then was sort of ruined by the Democrats. Well, we'll leave that aside. My initial thought, I think you had the same one, was to call bullshit on it and say, okay, well, Bush didn't propose anything on health care, when in fact it turns out that he did. 
in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, wanted to um, offer a standard tax deduction set at $15,000 for families and $7,500 for individuals. The deduction would have applied to payroll taxes, both employee and employer contribution, as well as to income tax. Uh, and the uh, this effectively the the effect of this would have been to attempt to remove the need for businesses to uh, cover provide health care. Well, and it, it would have gotten uh, rid of, and this is what you know a lot of conservatives and, and a lot of people call this sort of the original sin of the American health program. And it's the tax break that's given to businesses for providing health care. And most conservatives would say that's the thing that we have to get rid of. And that's what you see, you saw in Bush's plan, you saw it in McCain's plan, and you saw it in Ryan's plan. All want to get rid of that. And Obama did the opposite and doubled down on it. Um, so He did, yes, very much so. Um, Bush's plan also would have done what Cruz said, which was create a nationwide marketplace. And by marketplace, I don't mean Expedia for healthcare, which is basically what Obamacare created, uh, and uh, open it up so that there are no, you, you don't buy a different plan if you move from Kentucky to North Carolina. You don't have to get a different plan when you move to North Carolina because North Carolina's market is different from Kentucky's. Uh, you right. have no, you basically a limit, you, you knock down those walls, right. which I, I think pretty well, everyone pretty well agrees does hurt the marketplace. Uh, and I agree with that too. Uh, there's a lot in the Bush plan to that's, that's interesting. Uh, certainly if you just look up Bush healthcare 2007, you'll find it. Uh, it was in his state of the union address in 2007, very much worth looking up. Uh, what what uh, your your thoughts? Well, it was the big thing for me was it, it just reminded because I had gotten a little carried away with the idea of you know that Obama was the one pushing out and I've gotten mad at Republicans for not doing enough to to fix the health care you know because health care was a major issue you know uh, and it was interesting for me to see that oh well hell Bush tried to do it now he tried to do it super late. Uh, you know, in 2007, like a last minute thing. Now, to his defense, he did have, you know, 9 11 and two wars going on. So, okay. Um, and then McCain, and then that reminded me, well, I wonder what else we've done. And, and McCain put forth a plan, which I actually didn't realize. I don't know if I, if he put it out late after I'd already kind of broken up with him or, or what, but he put forth a plan. And him and, and then Ryan as well put forth a plan in 2009 called the Patient Choice Act. And I was cracked up by the McCain-Ryan thing because I don't know how much we've talked about this. We've talked about the idea of how I'm not opposed to a single-payer system, but I don't necessarily want Medicare for all like Bernie does, although I'm not wholly opposed to it. I like what apparently McCain and Ryan did, and I thought I was just ever so clever for coming up with this, is, is paying for it through a large tax credit. Uh, and a blanket large tax credit, not the sort of thing that oh, the Affordable Care Act has done, which is that you know you only get tax credits depending on what your income is. Um, you know, McCain put forth, I think, a two thousand uh, dollar tax credit for individuals and something like five thousand dollar tax credit for uh, families. 
blanket, right? So it doesn't matter. This was a credit, not a deduction. Credit, not deduction. Interesting. Just like so, just like ACA, only everybody gets it. It doesn't matter if you make one hundred fifty thousand or twenty thousand. You get this tax credit to help you out. Uh, so for a lot of people, so for the standard median income family of fifty grand, McCain's plan is actually more helpful than Obama's plan. Yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, because and, if you make because like where I was, that's, do you get the, what? Did you get that if you, regardless of what where you purchased your health care, if you're even if like say with in my case, I pay nothing per month because my employer covers one hundred percent of the cost. Uh, well, and that's the, you, that would be the big change. That would be the big change. Your employer under McCain, your employer probably would have stopped doing your health insurance because he yeah. would get rid of the tax break. So that's what you so, would have yeah, seen. Let's call that what that is. That that's not that's not two that's two thousand dollars to help you pay your health care bill on a monthly basis. It's not just here's two grand and we're going to keep the system in place, um, you know, as it goes. Right. So, so not saying that that's a bad thing. Yeah. It, it you know it it just that's that's what. It okay, is. that's a good point. Um, if you had a nice cushy government job that paid for your health care, then yes, you may have been worse off than than the other. But if you were normal Joe Schmo like me, then you would not have. Then it would have been more helpful than what Obama. It ain't thought. all that cushy. I don't know. It seems pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did it, it inspired me to look local back government and it not has federal made me government. realize that you know what the the republicans were doing more and this is how much our basic rhetoric has damaged us right bush had good ideas mccain had good ideas ryan had good ideas but just the way we phrase shit makes us sound like jerks and we it, these awesome ideas get lost in the shuffle of the shouting, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, and these people don't. And and you know, I mean, I I definitely agree with something that you that we talked about earlier, which is that yeah, the Democrats basically shit on Bush's plan and ignored it. But at the same time, I I don't know that I heard any Republicans rushing to you know rushing uh, to rushing save it to his, uh, to to save it and to really push it forward, yeah. you know or. And the same thing, you know, how much did the Republicans really get behind the McCain-Ryan plan? And what was with the timing of the McCain-Ryan plan? Well, no, there was a McCain plan in 2007 when he was running for president. And then in 2009, there was the Ryan plan. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, these are sort of different things. Um, But no, exactly what you're saying. Because where was the big push? Where was it? Well, especially, especially in Ryan's case, because Ryan was actually in Congress. Yeah. You know, McCain was running on that platform. That's a different thing. But to actually have a proposal in Congress. Yeah. Patient choice. Act. You know, at the same time uh, as the ACA. Now, and that's, you know, and maybe that's part of where the whole thing of, you know, the Democrats, because really from 2008 to 2010, the Democrats did kind of give Republicans the finger from a, from a standpoint of working together. I mean, Reed and Pelosi basically, hey, we we won and did whatever they wanted. Yeah, they did. I'm not. I've. I've. I agree with that statement 100. percent They ran around like you know teenagers that found their parents' credit card. Yeah. And yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um. So, uh. But this it it gets to the this idea of the future of what I think needs to happen with the Affordable Care Act, and one of the things that 
to me is a bit of a strike against Hillary is that I haven't heard that she is really interested in doing anything to the Affordable Care Act that she thinks it's fine. And I don't know if I don't know for sure that that's the case, but that's the way she seems to sound sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that makes me nervous because while I I supported the Affordable Care Act, I I believe that it, it was it was necessary reform. And I was glad and proud of Obama that he addressed it. But it's not perfect Mm -hmm. and it does need work. And now I don't know that Bernie's idea of work is quite what we're talking about, but uh, I, the idea of just leaving it be doesn't sit well with me either. So, well now what, um, what Hillary has said, there's, there's two things that I feel like need to be addressed, right? One is the right, is the cost of premiums for normal Joe Schroes family, Right. So, for example, if I had not, you know, sold my restaurant and quit my job and done all of these things, my health, I would have had to start paying $530 a month for my family's health insurance, right? Which is a very large sum of money for, for normal $50,000 a year family of four income. I mean, that's more, no doubt. that's more than any, that would have been my single largest bill, right? That would easily be my single largest yeah. bill. So, I yeah. mean, th- we got to do something about that, right? We got to figure Sorry. out how we're going to work that. And then two, we've got to take steps, you know, so Obamacare, basically the, the plan was stop the bleeding, right? Get people credit for things, expand Medicaid, Take it, get the uninsured, insured, boom, and then work on getting some, getting the actual cost of everything down, right? And so now that's what's got to happen. Now the actual cost cutting parts have to, and that's what Hillary has brought up. She she Good. said that in okay. debate. She has said now it's time that we have to work on the cutting the actual costs of the medical system. And that's what I want done. That's yeah. what I. That's what I'm concerned. What I'm concerned about now, it's like you said, stop the bleeding. Um, I, I look and have always looked at the at the ACA as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Same, and same that's here. All. Same here. We had to pass it because otherwise it would have disappeared, just like the Immigration Reform Act of 2007. And eight years Great. later, we would still be having this conversation. We would still be trying to pass healthcare reform because all momentum would have been lost. You got it. Exactly. So uh, we had more that we we wanted to discuss from a Facebook standpoint. We did have an interesting uh, topic of conversation on that one, but we are running very, very short of time. Uh, We do have time for quick hits and our WTF moment of the week. The moment where we just went, what? What do you got? My what the WTF is directed at President Obama uh, for something that he apparently did eight years ago. Um, And this is what I was talking about that that Bush brought up in the debate, the poison pill thing, right? So Bush brought up the fact that his brother, W, supported the Comprehensive Immigration Reform Act of 2007, which was a bipartisan immigration act uh, that was support written by McCain and Kennedy, right? Two, you know, lions of their of their respective parties, um, 
and it was going to make it. It was going through. It had a lot of key stuff. It had the complete Dream Act was a part of it. You know what the Dream Act is? Everyone talks about this. Obama's all, all the dreamers, blah, 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 right? So this 2007 bill had all of that. And then this this guy, Drogan, put forth a uh, basically a poison pill amendment uh, that was fodder for the unions that the unions wanted. Um, and Hillary Clinton voted for it. And Barack Obama voted for it. And Barack Obama, who was part of this, this the, the bipartisan group, and part of the deal that that bipartisan group had was that they would block together. They would all fight any poison pill amendments in order to make sure that the bill got passed. And Obama turned around, stuck the knife in them, voted for the poison pill. It passed 49 to 48, and it sunk immigration reform. And then Obama's got the balls in 2014 when he passes his executive order to say, these Republicans don't want to work with me, so I got to pass this executive order on my own. What the... I have no rebuttal to that. I had no idea. I had no idea either. I couldn't believe it. Did not know. That's pretty shameful. Yep. Now I'm not going to debate the idea that Republicans don't want to work with him because I don't I don't think they do. But at the same time, uh, on that one thing, WTF, dude? Yeah. I don't yep. know. I I had no idea. Yep. Absolutely no. Dream. Idea. If that That's bill is passed, I I look to it, man. Like Dreamers would be in. That would all have been taken care of. The whole border security thing was handled. Right, it had money in there for like all this fencing and border patrols and all of the other stuff. Like that had to happen first before the other parts of the bill took effect. So it handled that part of things. It basically did grant immediate amnesty to all the illegal immigrants who were here. Um, it did. It did every everything, everything that needed to be done. And it passed that close. Or it, it failed by that vote. That, that is, that's wretched. Yep. That is absolutely wretched. Somebody needs to call his ass out on that. Yep. Man, that's disappointing. That's terribly disappointing. Yeah. This whole issue would also, be handled. Also, the first time I think Obama has gotten one of our WTF moments this week. Interesting. Yeah. Or did I have, you know, I had him as, as a WTF one week. Didn't when, I? Did you? I don't know. I've, I I've given him my round of applause a lot because I knew like, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that I am beyond pissed about that, but I still am general, generally happy with Obama. I'm not, I'm not an anti. Oh yeah. Guy. No, but this, this, yeah, no. this one, I but could no, not still. believe that could not believe yeah. it. Well, and it's okay. I mean, you you want to talk about this stuff. It's it's okay just as a general rhetoric when you're having conversations with people about this stuff. It's okay to to not like certain things that people do. You know, you can treat your politicians like you do your family. You can generally like them, even love them, but if they screw up, you're allowed to point it out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're a traitor to the cause. So, you know, just Bear that in mind. People. Just we, can get, we can we can both get pissed at President Obama. You know what? I I really don't have a substantive WTF moment this week. Yours was a bit on the light side last week. Mine is a bit on the light side this week. Fair enough. I did look up the phrase Grand Mufti. Oh yeah. 
And that is, you know what? I I may have said something that might have come off as disrespectful last week. I certainly didn't mean to laugh at the title. <laughs> they are, you know what? Because a Grand Mufti is is a genuine religious leader in right. Islam. I know. Uh, and Racist. and actually a fairly fairly. <laughs> A fairly substantial one as well. Yeah. So I still think it's ridiculous to ban chess, but, you know, okay. Uh, there you go. Uh, my WTF moment this week is just as ridiculous. It goes to Matt Jones, the host of Kentucky Sports Radio, because he was talking, making an analogy between Tubby Smith and Billy Gillespie and sandwiches. And he referred to Tubby Smith as Jimmy John's because it's not bad, but it's not satisfying. And you know what? Don't diss Jimmy John's. Right. Wait, maybe Shame Subway. on you, Matt Jones. You want to diss Subway? He went on and he dissed Blimpy, and that's cool because Blimpy's lousy. But don't mess with Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's is tasty. And it's always satisfying. And it's delicious. And you're not a good person anymore. Well, who did he hold? What did he hold up as the good sandwich? I mean, if Jimmy John's doesn't make the cut, what? Nothing. He had no other statement on uh, what was good from a sandwich standpoint. Something you make at home. Oh, give me a break. Whatever. Something you make at home. My ass. That is a clever analogy for 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 Tubby though. Good, but not quite satisfying. That is pretty accurate. Just not Jimmy John's. Yeah, Jimmy John's is from delicious. A, from a best the SD, but, you know, it's okay because in my mind, Tubby is true. Unfortunately, yes, and Tubby's a great guy. I think everybody, you know, from a, just from a basketball coaching standpoint, not as a human being. Everyone I know that has had contact with Tubby has said he's just a lovely man, and he's got a great family, and and he's very generous. And yep. yeah, he's just sort of a mediocre basketball coach. And I don't think anybody's going to deny that one. So, uh, don't diss Jimmy John's. It's not cool. Agreed. All right, quick hits for the week: the economic growth rate was a mere 0.07%. Some people think this is big, but actually a lot of people don't think it's all that big a deal, mostly because job growth is booming uh, and everybody thinks we're pretty much okay. I, I tend to agree with the pretty much okay. What do you got? Uh, man, I you know, th- this is pretty generally, generally accepted, I think, as the Fed's fault for upping the interest rate for not really any good reason. Um and hopefully now they're gonna breathe, and everything will things will go back to normal, and they won't raise any more interest rates. They might do one more raise this year, but yeah, that's the general consensus is that this is a blip that hopefully won't go any farther. But nobody knows, you know. I mean, the Economist, my beloved Economist, said in two thousand eight, this the, the what was the forming financial crisis really wasn't that big a deal and would just go away. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of kind of kind of botched that one, didn't they? <laughs> Goodness gracious me. All right. Uh the standoff in Oregon is over. Finally. A couple of people, couple couple of couple of uh of of the guys who had taken over I, I think at least one or two of them were killed uh which is obviously uh you know you never want to hear about that but uh at the same time uh, my one of the reasons I never brought it up on the show was that to me this was this was a ridiculous thing uh, I was really relieved that it didn't gain any traction at all in any of the on really that I saw in in uh, the election whatsoever it was just sort of ignored 
did you have any thoughts on it? Uh, you know, no, just glad that it's over. Um, didn't really understand how it was allowed to go on for so long. Uh, there was part of me that kind of agreed with some of the things out there. If, you know, if if this had been a bunch of black people with machine guns. I, there's a part of me that feels like it would have been very different. <laughs> and there's a part of me that's positive. It would have been, very uh, you different. know, like, and, and so, yeah, so that the, the whole thing maybe kind of like, why are they being allowed to take over a federal building with guns? How did this take two weeks to fill, you know, like wh- what? Um, so I, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm certainly glad it's over. I'm very sad that, that someone died, um, you know, in all of it. Um, and just just glad it's over. Yeah, it was sort of my point is is why why is why is that okay? I mean, why why did why why did, I mean that's that's just I mean that's so yeah. This wasn't a sit in. This was an just, armed takeover. Like yeah, what? It's not like it's a peaceful protest. Yeah, you know, I mean, if it was a bunch of college students sitting around in a library, that'd be one thing. But it wasn't. And you know, it reminded me. Somebody made the point of you know back during the Ferguson thing when there were all those yahoos running around in the street. Uh, the, the the that white uh, group of of old white guys with guns, basically like literally patrolling the streets of Ferguson with machine guns. They were not law enforcement. They were just guys who thought that it was time to flex their white man muscle, running around the streets of Ferguson carrying AK forty sevens and. A whole bunch of people were just like, you know what? What if this is a bunch of black people doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, and and of course the response would have been different. They had the National Guard down there to stop them. Yeah, there, there's a part of me that really feels like there's a part of me that really wants like a group of black people <laughs> to arm themselves with machine guns and take over some random federal. Bureau of Land Management and and see what happens. I know. Yeah, let's like, let's just, make that. I point. just want to see what go. I want to see what goes on. <laughs> yeah. What does Rush Limbaugh have to say about it? Too. Yeah. Uh, you know. So whatever. Uh, Obama and his announcement today that he's going to expand uh, reporting for businesses on what they're paying uh, people across the to exam further examine the wage gap issue. Uh, is this a thing? I don't think it's a thing. I, I don't think it's a thing. I think that's a pretty generally like, okay, good. And more, you know, more information, the merrier help us to make better decisions about what we should be paying people across the board. And it allows women to have, from what it sounds like, it allows women to see better what sort of money they should be demanding uh, for certain jobs. So good. Good. Yeah. Glad, glad yeah. he's taking um, action on that. I am, I am, I am in agreement. So are we going to beat Kansas tomorrow? Hell yeah, we're going to beat Kansas tomorrow. Willis is a boss. Yeah, we are. He's, he's, Bullet County represent, baby. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all we got for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, As usual, uh, my final thought, go register to vote. 2016, if you're not registered to vote, you've got like 10 months to do it. There's an election coming up if you've been hiding in a hole and you don't know about it. So please go register to vote and get ready to do your thing in November. Go ahead and ask off work right now. Go do it. Uh, That's all I have. What do you got? Anything? Go learn how to caucus, too. Apparently, Kentucky is a caucus now for the Republican primary. I'm I'm really unfamiliar with what that means. So I got to Google that one. So go Google how to caucus if you don't know how. 
Are you going to get back in time to participate? Yeah, I'll get back in time to caucus. Caucus yeah, for my will. man, Kasich, who's going to win. That's right, baby. Probably, probably not. Better hope for it. Get out there and do your thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, folks, that's all we got. Thanks so much. Come back and see us next week. Have an outstanding night. Thank you.